Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Rosie. What would you do if a ghost came to the door right now? Shit my dax. <laughs> can a ghost just get in or does it have to be invited in like a vampire? I think it can just seep in through the keyhole anyway. You don't even have to try. Oh, my God, a seeping ghost? That is the scariest <laughs> thing I have ever heard in my life. So it can get under the crack of the bottom of the door? Like a gas. Like a gas, yeah. Ooh. A ghost made of gas. Ghosts probably just are our past farts. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I never want to meet a ghost then. That's going to Hot stink. air rises. It's all right. They're not near us. They're in the atmosphere now. Um. Anyway, welcome to episode three, everyone. Um, You're listening to You Asked For It. A podcast by Rosaline Ryan and Caitlin Shearer. Um, yeah, can't believe we're at episode three and that people are still listening. This is pretty cool. That's the spookiest thing I've ever heard. The spookiest dookiest. Spooky dookie. Um, Tonight we're recording from our lounge room with the cats. So you may hear a jingle or two or even a cat lick or a cat fight. Or a meow. Lots of meows. A meow. And little little footsteps everywhere. Mm. Um, recently we've been out and about and have again been blown away by the response of positivity and solidarity to a lot of the sentiments that we've been putting out there. Yeah, last episode was pretty heavy. It was. There was no singing. It was all straight talk. And it was pretty scary to put a lot of that out there. Mm. Uh, it makes one very vulnerable when you spell out all the pros and cons that you perceive about yourself mm. for everyone else to know. But I guess through that brings, oh, I don't know, a bit of clarity and some bonding for and people. And lots of, lots of hugs going and gratefulness too. Mm. Um, yeah, it's definitely already brought me a lot closer to um, people who I may not have um, spent much time with yet but they feel like they can understand me a bit better now and mm. maybe understand why I've been so hesitant to um reach out to them as well which mm. has been really nice like people I think are being much more patient with me now mm. and mm. much more um understanding and grateful for the time that we do get to spend together when I'm mm. not so anxious yeah so that's been really cool yeah um therapeutic but... what did you call it last week Something about word vomit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, mm. Therapeutic expulsion or something, something like that. It's poetic. Something poetic. Mm. Mm. Um, anyway. But, yeah, because because you've been enjoying what we've been expulsing, expulsioning at you. What's the word? Up-chucking. Up-chucking. <laughs> um... We... How much chucks does a woodchuck chuck in a woodchuck <laughs> could chuck stuff? <laughs> Too many chucks. Um, <laughs> because you've been enjoying what we've been putting out there, we thought we'd give you um, a few more things that you might relate to. Or just like to think about during your week. Um, spooky occurrences, which are generally would have brought us closer together. Yeah. And so, like, fate and mysticism and witchcraft and coincidence and past and, lives yeah, and all that 
crazy jazz and um relatability as well I think is like one huge part of coincidence as well like when when you see someone else do something that you would have done exactly the same or like a story from someone's past that was like oh my god like that happened to me too but I thought it didn't happen to anyone else Mm. or um yeah stuff like that and also with spookiness comes witchcraft and tarot tarot and superstition and um playfulness yeah perceptiveness yeah perceptiveness and using your intuition Mm, to guide you um uh yeah so we thought we would dabble in a few of those things tonight Spooky, spooky. Um, what's that song that all the witches sing um, around the cauldron? In, in is Hocus. it Macbeth or? Oh, not Hocus Pocus. Oh, maybe with no? Sarah Jessica Parker and Bert Midler. Oh no. Or is it actually Macbeth? No. What is it? Um, double bubble, hubble bubble, toiling trouble. Um, something wicked this way comes or something. Oh, is it? Is that the same thing? No, I think we're mixing a whole bunch of witchy, <laughs> witchy themes together. But anyway, that's how it should be. Um, What's one of the first spooky coincidences that happened between us? Like maybe even before we were really good friends. Oh, that time. Oh, I can't. Mm, I can't be sure because so many things have happened that I like just tend they tend to float out of my head until the next one happens and then I'm convinced all over again that they're like that's true some kind of freaky miracle shit's going well, on. Well, I I still like like the thing that we we touched upon in episode one, which was like how um, I deleted my Tumblr and lost contact with you, and then like somehow I found you on Instagram out of the thousands of Instagrams. Like I found that really spooky that mm. like I could remember your work from so long ago, and then also that like you remembered my work from so long ago. Mm. So that was like probably the first spooky, spooky. Um, that was the first one, and also because we didn't have any mutual friends, so I really don't know how. Wait. Oh, um, sorry, the cat's trying to get out the window. Mimi! Anyway, she's too. Sorry, guys. <laughs> the, 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 the weirdest coincidence for me... Well, okay, so some coincidences happened this weekend because my mum came to visit, and it's not really going to mean much to anyone else. But two of these things that Rosie and I both had in our lives, my mum also had in her life. So we had the same chest, like a wicker toy chest. Yeah, and I I was, like, browsing through eBay because I'm, if you don't know me, I'm a big eBay addict um, and I have, like, the biggest wish list ever. Mm. And if you ever ask me where I got something cool that I have... It's from eBay. I always say eBay. Um, My friend I will know and she always laughs at me. Um, Like, where did you get this? eBay. (laughs) Where did you get that? eBay. But anyway... I was scrolling through um, <clears throat> my suggested uh, buys. Yeah, you hadn't even gone looking for it. No, it just popped up in my suggested buys. And I haven't even been looking for a wicker chest or anything. It was really, really weird. Um, and I was like, whoa, guys, I just found 
the exact same like toy chest that my mum used to keep all of our toys and like costumes and stuff in and um and my mum turns and looks at Rosie's phone and my mum's like um I had that chest too when the kids were little and like I didn't really remember it until I looked and at the picture. And it's legitimately it's not even like a likeness to the chest that it's we the both exact had. same. It's like the same freaking model. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> the same. Like with a diamond woven pattern in the front. Yeah. Like and a little golden clasp. And I was like actually so mad at my mum when she got rid of it as mm. well. And so I it was only ten dollars and I was very tempted to buy it back. <laughs> But it was based in New South Wales. Yeah, which is weird because that's like, where you're from. Yeah, maybe my mom should just go and pick it up. <laughs> um, Please. And then Rosie's been making this crochet blanket as well for the past few years. <laughs> Look, it's a few too many years for it to be um, a cool thing anymore. I'm pretty over it. But um, yeah, I've been crocheting this like giant double bed blanket for the past like three or four years. And, and it's like all these bright colours with a white border. So all the crochet squares have a white border around them and that's what links all the pieces up. Anyway, my mum's looking at it and she goes, oh, is that my blanket? And we both looked at it and I was like, no, Rosie made that. And then my mum said, oh, I have that exact same blanket from when I was a kid. So. And it's, yeah, just so weird because yeah. to me it's like a modern pattern that I picked up at um, Spotlight. It's a patterns um wool pattern and it's using like a different cotton um wool to the one that Kathy has mm. Caitlin's mum made of wool this one's made of cotton but it's but the exact like... same colors in the same scale and everything yeah so spooky so that was weird but the weirdest thing that ever happened I'm gonna make Ruth tell the story because it happened to her well it happened to both of us but it's about the yellow pajamas in the dream oh <laughs> can you please tell everyone that story because it still freaks me out <sighs> that was really weird so um each morning when I get up generally Caitlin hears me rustling around and she gets up at the same time which is really nice it's like <laughs> a family of little chickens waking up together um and she came into the kitchen and I was like oh my god like I had this weird-ass dream about you last night. Um, and you weren't in your pyjamas at that point. No, I... Th You'd gotten dressed, and so you come out into the kitchen, yeah. and you were like, are you ready to go? And I was like, oh, yeah, and I had this weird dream. And um, so I had no idea, like, at all what you had worn the night before mm. or at any point. Um, and I was like, I had this weird dream where you were um, in bed you had this like gorgeous like old vintage doll with you and you were wearing this like really specific lemon meringue pie kind of color mm. um uh like silky nighty on mm. and um it was just like yeah like burnt into my memory like this like really nice nighty you had on and I was like you look really nice in it <laughs> what happened in the dream was that anything important uh, I don't remember. I don't think so. Mm. Or if it was, it's definitely been, um... Erased by... This magical moment. Anyway, so Rosie, Rosie's telling me about what I was wearing in the dream. And I turned on my heel and walked down the hallway. I didn't she, like, say stopped anything. and she was like, did you see me last night? And I was like, no. And she ran off to her bedroom. <laughs> and she comes back out holding the nightie that she was wearing in my dream. That she'd only just bought, like... 
It was like a couple of days before or yeah, something. Yeah, so I got it from Savers and I think I'd given it a wash and just chucked it, like probably even a month before, chucked it into my cupboard. Mm. And I have so many freaking pairs of pajamas from Savers that Rosie doesn't even know half of the pajamas that I own. Caitlin is like, I, I thought I was a pajama blanket pillow queen. I'm like a very comfort person. I love silky pajamas. I honestly cannot believe Caitlin has so many silky pajamas she actually gifted me a pair of matching silky pajamas <laughs> at one point they were like red and her one was the green pair in the matching they had like... she was like oh I can't have both and I was like well <laughs> why not <laughs> anyway yeah so in my real life on the other side of the wall in the other bedroom of the house I was wearing the pajamas that Rosie dreamt that I was wearing and she had never seen these pajamas before nor did she see me the night previous in my pajamas so I bought them out to the kitchen physically ill yeah we both just we both just looked at each other and were like what the fudge like how is that even possible I'm glad you said fudge and and didn't spell it out I don't want iTunes to get angry at me (laughs) but the thing is this kind of stuff happens in our friendship all the time and I don't know if this happens to anyone else like do any of you out there have like weird coincidental things or spooky things happen with certain friends like please Mm. tell us all about it um because it continually continuously freaks me out it's something that doesn't happen with any other friend that I have it has happened with certain very close friends in the past um Nikki if you're listening this happened with you when I first met you but um happens with Rosaline all the time all the time. One of the spookiest things that gets me, I know you don't really think it's that spooky from mm. having spoken to you about it, but like um, back in the day, I won one of the Gorman home time competitions <sighs> and, you know, like so many people enter that competition. I thought it was like, mm. I didn't actually think real people won those things. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I won it and I won like, all of this amazing stuff. It was like $8,000 worth of prize or something. I was blown away. And um, then like a couple of weeks later, they did the Miso home time competition one. Yeah, and then I won that one. And we weren't even like close at that point. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think we really... I think we'd just gotten to know, like just kind of reintroduced ourselves to each other. Yeah, because I think you... Did you come down to Melbourne after I won that or before? After, because I remember seeing the beetroot. Oh, yes, that's right. The glass beetroot. Yeah, so we hadn't even met in person yet. But um, later on in the friendship, I was like, that was really weird that, like, out of everyone who ever enters a Gorman competition... Thousands of girls. ...that you and I have both won one. Yeah, next to each other. And now we live in the same house and we get to share both the prizes. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And I've got to keep my cat away from that glass beetroot. (laughs) It is the most gorgeous glass beetroot, though. I have to, like, ensure that. It's pretty incredible. It's, yeah, very cool. Um, And we, we were talking about ghosts before. And past lives. And past lives. Something mm. that, like, we'll, we'll touch on both of them mm. during during the episode. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you don't really believe in ghosts, do you? Um, you know what? I like, I love ghost stories mm-hmm. and I love the idea of being spooked. Not like Slender Man, though? Nah. That shit's stupid. <laughs> that shit was fucking stupid. Mm. 
The internet is stupid. <laughs> stupid. I'm kidding. I love you, internet. Um, Don't ever leave me, <laughs> Mr. Internet. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I, do, I don't think that I have ever been in a house on my own and been like, oh my god, is there a ghost around me? Mm. I've definitely entered houses where like something isn't quite right. Yeah, that. But I mm. don't know if in my mind I equate that to, like, ghosts or anything like that. Yeah. Um, vibes. Just weird vibes. Yeah. And I think that is because of my belief in, like, past lives and my experience with that, which kind of doesn't make me feel like a spirit just, like, waits around after death. I mm. kind of feel like... Um, and, like, I'm still terrified of death, even though I think, like, oh, I'll be reborn or whatever. Mm. But, um... Uh, I yeah I don't I don't think that I think uh, spirits hang around I think you just like go into another life and that's kind of cool yeah you just move along yeah um, and keep moving forward yeah in yep. time and space mm. but you believe in ghosts right well I don't really believe in ghosts per se but something really weird happened to me once and I don't know what else to put it down to. Tell me more. Um, so one night I was asleep and it's only ever happened to me a few times in my life where I've woken up screaming. Um, so it's, you know, like pretty freaky when it does happen. And so and I can attest to that because I heard what Caitlin wake up screaming <laughs> once, um, a few months ago and it was honestly the most blood curdling scream <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. And I thought she was being murdered, but I did this thing where like, I thought she was being murdered and I thought, well, she's dead now. I'll save myself. And so I just kept really quiet. I didn't go and like check on her. <laughs> And everyone was, like, horrified that, like, oh, you thought she was being murdered, but you didn't go and help. And I was like, look, we've all seen the movie. The friend goes back for the friend who's dying, and then they both die. Like, I want to be there to tell the tale of how she died. Like, (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for that. Self-preservation at its finest. But anyway, you were (laughs) Um, a young one sleeping. Yes. Oh, not even a young one. I was, like, 23, maybe 23. And I was asleep in my bed, in living in a share house. But I remember I woke up screaming at the top of my lungs because I was so certain there was someone in my room and, like, quite close to me. Mm-hmm. And so I just woke up with this feeling and was screaming as I awoke. Um, and I just remember this being terrified. And it wasn't even, like, a sleep paralysis thing or anything. Oh, like, my God. Actually, I have a sleep paralysis story. Remind me to oh, tell you, you after. tell me next, yeah. Um, so anyway, managed to fall back asleep after a little while. And then the next morning I wake up and I guess for a bit of a backstory, there was this ring on my right hand that I used to wear. I think on my wedding finger, even though, is that the wedding finger? On your right hand? Right hand. Or your left hand is your wedding finger? Right hand. But like if the wedding ring was on your right hand? It was on my right hand. But anyway, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> when you get married, you get a wedding ring on your left hand. Oh, good. Okay. So I wasn't on my wedding finger. No. <laughs> it was on that finger on the other hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're getting at. Anyway, back to the story. We're big into marriage in this household, in, ca- in case you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really love normal suit. <laughs> <laughs> the ring that 
that used to be my mother's, which was just a really thin gold band, and I'd been wearing it on my hand every single day for the previous three years or something. Um, <clears throat> I remember kind of coming back into focus, you know, as you start to wake up, and mm. I had this sudden urge to check if the ring was on my finger, and I was half asleep, I wasn't even fully conscious, and the ring wasn't on my finger, and I'm, I'm not making this up, like, this is still freaking me out. The ring wasn't on my finger, and I was... <laughs> you know like oh okay what because it was quite tight it wasn't like a loose thing that could fall off it mm. had never come off without me manually and once you're you used know. to something being on there you just like you don't take it off because mm. it feels weird when you're not wearing it so mm. I can imagine yeah like waking up and just knowing that it wasn't on and it was so thin and light like it was a feather light mm. band it, I don't know how I noticed before even waking up, before even opening my eyes, mm. that the ring wasn't on my finger. It was just this, like, burst of intuition. And, yeah, so I remember, like, making my bed and taking all my blankets off, shaking them, shaking my pillowcases, doing all that, trying to look for the ring because it was my favourite ring and it reminds me of my mum and to think that it would be gone, that was just a bit sad. Mimi's eating the meat off the... Oh, damn, Mimi. Um... Anyway, so the ring is gone and I'm just like, decided, it's gone, move on with my life, a little bit sad. Anyway, three weeks later, I'm getting dressed in the bathroom and I'm putting a jumper, I'm either putting a jumper on or taking a jumper off and the ring falls out of it and onto the floor and this is not a jumper that I was wearing that night to bed. I had been wearing the jumper in and out of the house and around during my daily life for those three weeks in between. Um, so I'm sure it would have fallen out at any other point. But, yeah, so this ring just falls. I mean, I don't know. At the time I felt like it was falling from the sky, but I'm just going to say it fell out of the jumper because it's the only thing I can understand, um, even vaguely understand. But, yeah, the ring dropped onto the floor and I had it back. And I don't know how any of that happened. And what vibe did you get of the ring after wearing it? Did you feel like it had been worn by someone else in that time mm. between or it was like tainted now or? I had some weird stuff going on in my life with someone that I thought I was in love with at the time. Oh. And so it was just a bit strange that it happened when I was particularly stressed about that person. Mm. It was like, a very yes tumultuous a love affair a reminder to keep your loved ones close yeah but they weren't my loved ones so I needed to kick them to the curb <laughs> kick him out in the butt <sighs> I wish I could mm. I really wish I could anyway that's a story for another podcast mm, we should do a love podcast yeah it would just be me crying the whole time um <laughs> And me laughing <laughs> with you. At me. I'll be laughing at me too. Um, and so what's your sleep paralysis story? Oh, yeah. So um, I had a friend come and stay with me. She hadn't stayed at my house before. Mm. Um, and we were kind of like new-ish friends. Mm -hmm. And she told me this story about, um, I don't know what, I think we may have been having a very similar conversation about like ghosts and stuff like that. And yeah. I was sort of skeptical and whatever. Um, but she told me this story where um, she, every time she stayed at her grandparents' house in this mm -hmm. one particular stretcher bed, like a, a pullout bed that yeah. you put up when someone just comes to stay with you, um, 
she would wake up in the middle of the night with sleep paralysis, mm. feeling like someone was sitting on her chest. Oh. And I heard this and I got chills and I'm getting chills now even repeating this because I really don't want to go to bed and have it happen again. Oh, oh. <laughs> you're freaking me out. I don't even know what you're about to say. I think you know what I'm about to say. Did you get the sleep? I went to bed that night Fuck. with her in the bed beside me. And I woke up in the middle of the night and someone was sitting on my chest and I couldn't move. And I kid you not, I've never, ever experienced something like that before I heard that story. Why did you have to tell me? Because i got to pass it on. It's like no, that STI and it that, follows. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. It's like the ring or something. Oh, my God. Oh. I'm sure we'll be fine. We'll have to watch some comedies before bed tonight. <laughs> I'm going to sit with Mimi on the end of the bed because at least she'll try and... Just don't let her sit on your chest. No, that'll be all right. I can tell, I can tell it's her because she's like, she pours my... She pours my lips so I give her some food. I have a weird cat. She likes to pat my face if she's hungry. And that's not the only reason she's weird. It's not the only reason. But that's another podcast in itself too. Cats. Yes, definitely. <laughs> oh, but yeah, so that's my scary sleep paralysis story. That's freaky. I don't like I also that. had this dream thing happen here, actually. I think I told you about it. But um, when our bed was facing the other way so that my head could look out the door into the kitchen, mm. um, it was like the first spot I put the bed when we moved in. It was like under the window. It was really nice. Yeah. Um, I distinctly remember waking up and like being half awake and seeing a figure walking towards me. Oh, what? You never told me this either. Fuck. But You're I just trying to freak me out I, tonight. I didn't get a feeling that it was like a ghost or anything like that. Like I felt like it was like my mum coming to wake me up. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a okay a bad thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's the only time I've ever really been like, is something there or is it not there? Just like bad feng shui maybe? Oh, good thing. Oh, it wasn't you, bad. It wasn't you, bad, but it was just like interesting. Then? It was like a weird, mm. a weird waking up that mm. I I couldn't quite grasp. Um, mm. But yeah, um, actually, I have a really funny story that um, I can yeah. add to lighten the mood. Yes, please. Um, my partner James, he loves screaming out in his sleep. Yeah classic screamer like ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh my and, like, god wait you know something my mom said i was meowing in my sleep last night oh my god what <laughs> she said she told me today at the art gallery she goes you know you did something really weird and i was like what <laughs> and she goes i woke up in the middle of the night and you were meowing in your sleep like what kind of a meow like a soft like I think it was like me trying to talk to Mimi in my sleep. Oh, oh, maybe you thought that like your mum was Mimi in the bed or something. I don't know, maybe because I I always talk to my cat. Yeah, my, my cat and I have a special bond, and we. I'm not even afraid to admit it, but we do talk to They're each like other. They're like cat chat. Yeah, <laughs> I just make noises at her, and she replies in the same way. So, yeah, I'll record it sometime because yeah, it's pretty we should, cute. We should. Um, and also her noise that she makes when she looks at birds. What does she do? It's like... <laughs> Hello, Mimi. She sounds like a quacky duck. Anyway, I'm so sorry I interrupted your story. Uh, yeah, so James mm-hmm. is um, 
like he has scared me as so many times just as bad as like your scream that night I thought you were being murdered yeah except obviously I know he's not being murdered because he's right beside me just like having a nightmare yeah so more often than not I'll like try and wake him from the dream and I'm like you know what's going on like what's happening Mm. what's what's happening in your dream like it's not real you're dreaming and stuff yeah and this one particular time um it was it was one of the like he he was really sweating and just Mm. really beside himself when Mm. um when I was trying to wake him up like it was hard to wake him up and so um yeah I was like what happened he was like it was awful and I was like what what happened (laughs) and he's like I was on a game show and the timer ran out. <laughs> and I was like, you woke me up screaming because you were on a game show and the timer ran out. Oh, silly James. And after that, oh my God, you really like lose trust in some. I'm like, have the fucking nightmare. I don't care. Just don't wake me up. Like, honestly. Oh, you poor thing. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, like, yeah, I've never had any other ghost experiences. Knock on wood. Because mm. that's not something I want to be going on in my life on a regular basis. Yeah, no. Um, so what about past lives? Do you know anything about your past life? Um, I don't really know much about any of my past lives, nor is it something that I've tried to look into much. I tried to do a past life regression tape. Did you just fall asleep? But I just fell asleep, yeah. But that's what happened when I found out about my one. Mm. I fell asleep and it only came to me later. How much later? The next day. What happened? Um, so, if you know me, I've probably told you at some point that I like to do past life regression YouTube mm. videos, <laughs> which sounds really nerdy, <laughs> but... Um, I found them really fun and like, you've got to, you know, just, you've, I mean, it's like therapy. You've got to believe it for it to work. Mm. Um, or like hypnosis or meditation. You have to be in it to win it. You have to commit. Yeah. So I do this one in particular, which is really good. If you want, um, to DM me about it, I will link you to it because, um, I, I, I really have found this one works for Mm. me and is really interesting in opening up my subconscious. Um, But essentially, yeah, you get like 10 minutes or 10 to 15 minutes of like meditation Mm -hmm. where you like focus on parts of the body and relax yourself and breathe and all that stuff. And then it kind of takes you on this guided meditation, um, but not too guided, more like a suggested meditation where um, it asks you to like go up on a cloud and then come back down and visit a country and that's completely guided by your own subconscious Mm -hmm. and then you're asked to like walk through the space and um everything you see is something that you have made up in your head Mm -hmm. and so for me um I fell asleep in, Mm. (laughs) in this one particular journey and I woke I woke I didn't wake up but the next day um, I was in the kitchen. Like in the morning, you woke up after it or like, yeah, did yeah. you do it before so I, going I, to sleep? I generally do it like when I can't sleep mm. um, and I just find it so utterly relaxing and mm. exciting that I mm. fall asleep and I have the best dreams ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
yeah, so the, the next day, I think it was like lunchtime or even afternoon, um, I was just in the kitchen and I just had this vision overcome me that felt like I was in this space that I'd never, ever visited before, but mm-hmm. I felt like I knew I had. Mm. And That's so weird. Um, I hadn't been to Japan at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't influenced. I hadn't, I hadn't been anywhere other than Australia mm. in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I wasn't really influenced by... Um, Travels. Or... Yeah. Mm. I, I couldn't really have pictured this place any other way um and I mean like obviously I spent a lot of time on the internet and like seeing all these different things but um the trees and the kind of landscape in particular is so specific to Japan Mm -hmm. that it was like too much to be a coincidence like I'd never seen this tree before in my life and um then when I went to Japan it was like yeah. I've seen that tree before. Yeah, like, mm. this is the tree that I was seeing in this vision that I mm. had. But, um, yeah, mm. it was, like, um, essentially, um, I was, like, an old woman, but I'd always been alone, like, probably from, yeah, maybe, like, my mid-20s to 30s, I decided I needed to be alone, um, and I spent my time in this little hut by this, like, um, it's like an inlet sort of beside a river. Mm. Like it's like there's the river, but then it like diverts into this like smaller lake beside that. Yeah. And there was my hut beside it. So there was like... Sounds very peaceful. It was super peaceful. And in the vision, um, it was like very foggy and calm Mm. and quiet. And it was just me and this, um, other presence. And Mm -hmm. that other presence was, um this giant salmon (laughs) that lived in the lake which was just off the river how big would you say the salmon was uh it grew with me in the time that I was there Mm -hmm. but in the present time of the vision it Mm -hmm. was like probably my full body wow okay it was like or maybe even a bit bigger than my body it was a huge it was like the biggest salmon I've ever and I, I didn't even really know what a salmon looked like either. Okay. Like, I love salmon. Yeah. Like, when eating salmon and... You can inhale a salmon in two seconds. Yeah. That's how much you love salmon. I love salmon. But I've never actually... I'm kind of one of those horrible people that doesn't like to think about where the meat came from. Mm. <laughs> so I've never actually looked into, like, how specifically a salmon looks. Mm. But in my dream... You I knew. knew it was a salmon, and then I looked it up, and I was like, "That's a fucking salmon." Yeah. So that. So was you knew all the detailing and the scales and the colors and. Yep, that was like, that was the kicker for me because I was like, "That's spooky. Mm. That's not a coincidence. That's like, a knowing, a deep knowing." Mm. Um, and essentially, like this salmon was my companion. I want to say my husband like I Mm-mm. I was married to the fish the fish was married to me yeah there was a... soulmate the salmon exactly and um there was a river that the salmon could have left at any time but it chose to live there with me mm-hmm. and I could have left the hut at any time but I chose to live there with the salmon um 
side by side with the salmon. Mm. So the only problem was that in my old age, and I was quite old at this mm-hmm. present time in the vision, um, the only problem was that I didn't have enough food and resources to keep me going for much longer. Mm. I wasn't able to go out and gather the things that I needed anymore. And, um, yeah, just it wasn't going to be much longer that I was going to be around, I could tell. Yeah. And unfortunately, the same thing was happening to the salmon. And in my vision, um, the salmon dies. Mm-hmm. And How big was the salmon at this point? Oh, like I said, it was like just bigger than me. Oh, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so the salmon dies and um, I mourn deeply for it because I'm now well and truly alone. Mm. Um, there is no one else but me. And there is only really one option um, to keep me going. And it's the only option that the salmon and I would want for one another. Mm-mm. And that is that I have to consume the salmon to survive. Yes. Um, as a lot of people do, I think, when they live off the land and something passes naturally. Like um, you just know that it's okay to do that. Yeah. Um, and... Um, so essentially I, I lived off the salmon until there was no more salmon mm-hmm. um, and I didn't need to marinate the salmon or anything. I had a simple meal of rice and salmon every day until I died. Mm. Um, I didn't need to marinate the salmon because it was marinated by my salty tears. Mm. Mm. And eventually when there was no more salmon, there was no more me. And that's all I remember. Rosie. <laughs> that, yeah. I had tears in my eyes as you're telling me that story and I've heard it before. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's so beautiful. I don't know how anyone could make up a story like that. Like, I'm not that much it's, of a writer or a storyteller. No, it's very strange and it's very original it's very unique yeah I've never I I mean I've never even read much Japanese literature Mm. so um it just doesn't make sense to me that Mm. it could be anything other than something that I have truly lived through at some point in my life um or lives Mm. um Mm. and yeah so I mean I think because of my um enthusiasm for like opening my subconscious and like being okay with exploring these different thoughts that I have um I have done a lot of like past life regression type um, Mm. exercises and I mean because I believe it yes I think it makes sense to me yes um but it I'm sure it's definitely harder for other people to come to terms with my story, let alone, like, maybe engage with their own inner workings. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, I think a lot of people would hear your story and just go, hmm, whatever. <laughs> but it's funny, actually, um, but, just um, out of, mm. kind of out of context and and um, probably what has influenced me, I'm just realising now during this podcast, <laughs> Yeah. Um, my auntie is Wiccan uh-huh. and... Um, I remember her telling me the most beautiful past life regression story, actually, 
um, she went, I think she visited New Zealand or she met a New Zealand woman in Australia. Mm-hmm. My auntie is um, from America. Mm-hmm. So she's um, immigrated to Australia recently, mm-hmm. or like, uh, probably pff, nearly 20 years ago now. But oh, well. <laughs> when, I was, when I heard the story, she hadn't been here too long. Yeah. Um, I was quite young. Mm. I've known her pretty much my whole life. Um, and she met this uh, Maori woman. Mm-hmm. And the Maori woman said to her and kind of introduced her to this idea. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, I know you. Mm. And my auntie was like, I've never met you before. Like, we're mm. just meeting for the first time. And she was like, no, not in this life. Mm. and she's like okay tell me more Mm. and I remember her saying and I hope she's not listening because I'm totally going to misquote her because I heard this story so long ago but it was something along the lines of um my auntie was this woman's daughter Uh and she had drowned and I think my auntie had had a sort of inkling that in a past life because she's Wiccan and she's kind of explored these ideas before that she had drowned and like lost someone at a young age. And so the two of them ended up bonding over this kind of mutual, I want to say like realization. Um, but essentially like this connection between these two women, Mm. knowing that, yeah, they may have been, these people in a past life and they just sobbed and held each other for like two hours oh my god and they just like they just met each other oh my god that's so amazing yeah that and, kind of thing does not happen often. and like you know two people from completely different countries mm. um coming together and being able to feel that vulnerable with one another and their feelings yeah and inklings towards one another and mm. how they might have known each other mm. um, was, yeah, really special. And we were kind of talking about that before with you and I, like mm. there is something um, interesting and I'd love to keep exploring it with you about yeah. how we may have been connected before because a lot of this spooky coincidence to me seems like deja vu. Yeah, I feel like... I can't really explain it, but I feel like we must have known each other in a past life. There's got to be some connection, and I can't, I can't explain it. And I really am dying to know mm. more. So I think, yeah, I might need to do some, do one of those tapes that you did before I go to bed. Mm. But but even just you know really prominent people in my life, like my mum, like I would like to know. I would like to, or even my cat Mimi. Mm. Um, I want to know if these souls hey Mimi and Panko um, and Mimi yeah if um Panko boy if they were in my life before mm. or in what capacity like if Mimi was a person if Mimi was my mum <laughs> or if my mum was my daughter or if Rosie was my son or <laughs> if Rosie was my landlord in like old ye olde England <laughs> I mean, I'm not really sure. And and sometimes I've always had an inkling in a past life that I was a nun, and I can't explain mm. that because... I totally uh, agree with that, by yeah, the way. Like, I am not religious in the least. Like, I'm pretty hardcore 
ag- agnostic, I guess I would say. Mm. Um, and religion does not... You might have just got, like, caught up in it, though. I don't know. I feel like I was, like, a devoted, like, absolutely loved and devoted and stern and disciplined and celibate, completely celibate, Mm. 100% celibate. Maybe they're just the key characteristics that you're taking from it, but you could have... I mean, all of that is sounds like a religion to me. All of those things? Yeah. So it could be any religion, you mean? No. Uh, no. I think, like, definitely none seems like it fits those criteria. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Um, and I, I mean, I grew up religious, but I, you don't, I don't think you necessarily have to believe to become wrapped up in something like that Mm. I think it's um I don't know I think religion can be quite um more of a community thing yeah perhaps or like a circumstantial thing it gives you something to do every day or like believe in or like how you live your life and Mm. um mm. so yeah I wonder I wonder Mm. well yeah the other thing the other life that I, I have an inkling about is, like, I just have this feeling of, like, being the only woman on a ship. Mm. And I've always been, like, thrilled by maritime um, ideals mm-hmm. and stories. Um, like, I was obsessed with Hornblower at one point. <laughs> um, Horatio Hornblower. I fucking love him. I only know the name because the name's really cool. But I never saw it. It's, like, such a, like, granddad show. Yeah. Like ABC. <laughs> like, legitimately, my granddad owned the DVDs. That's how I got into it. Um, <laughs> I was, like, house-sitting his house and there was nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, but also, like, Master and Commander. Oh, yeah. Um, what like about you? The fascinated idea by, like, of, um, Cap- Captain Cook and stuff like that? Uh, no, I'm more like the, the idea of, like, exploring the Galapagos for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but also, yeah, this sense that I, like, was maybe... What about, like, are you going to go and see, like, King Kong when it comes out of the movie soon? No, because that stupid <laughs> comedian, the same. Steve Brule, or whatever his frickin' name is in it. Who's Steve Brule? You know that, like, character that, that weirdo plays? I, sorry, I shouldn't be saying this, but... I'm not into that kind of comedy at all. I have no idea who Steve Brule is. Oh, I, look Sorry, it up. Steve Brule. <laughs> obviously He's not cool enough. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Something about um, maritime, mm. even like Mermaids? the knots and the, mm. um, like literally knots as in passing like knots speed. not knots in a rope but knots on it yes yes in like water. and then the like starboard and larboard oh fucking love it <laughs> anyway <laughs> um maybe you should get a little dinghy for christmas next year <laughs> a little dinghy <laughs> little dinghy ruggy in a dinghy ruggy in a dinghy yeah in case anyone doesn't know that's what my close family and friends call me. Ruggy. 
Ruggy. Not Ruggy in a dinghy. <laughs> Rug or Ruggy will do. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, I don't know. What else do you have to add? I'm scared about going to sleep tonight now. Oh, we'll be okay. Mimi, you're going to protect me from ghosts. Mimi, you're going to talk on the radio for me? Mimi, you want a cookie? <laughs> mim. Mim, mim, mim. Nah. She's in a quiet mode. Anyway, thanks for um listening to episode three. I hope we didn't scare the pants off you. <laughs> I hope you weren't listening to this past midnight. <laughs> I hope you don't think we're freaky diggy now. And I hope you don't get sleep paralysis tonight. <laughs> or any night. Um, this has been... You, you asked, asked for it. it. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week or next month or Whenever next year. we feel like it. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. <laughs>